Hello, and welcome to Created For. My name is Chriselle, and this is episode number 29. Come through. I have to give a big thank you from the bottom of my heart. You guys are such a blessing. It has been a tremendous amount of support lately, and it's just not even really changing up anything or adding to anything. I truly want to just share the word of God with how I'm understanding it, what is revealed to me, and prayerfully connecting to you as well. And I have had a surge of listeners and people tuning in. So I truly, truly do appreciate it. I thank you one and all, even the ones who are new. I welcome you with the love of Christ. So we are going to get started. I decided for this 29th episode to do a scripture countdown. Just talking about a few scriptures that have been the most meaningful to me in my life. This is by no means, not even close at all to the thousands upon thousands of scriptures that mean so much to me. But I wanted to kind of give you a top five just to kind of hit certain things in case you are in need of a word that is encouraging, that is strengthening, that is truth, that is hopeful. So with saying that, I'm just going to do five because I do want to talk a little bit about them and hopefully uh, they would be ones that you will be new to that could possibly um, be one of your favorites, one that will um, change your approach to the word of God and how he is showing himself. And it will remind you of so many things he has already done in your life, already established. And I'm sure you have your scriptures too that you love. Hey, why don't we share that? Why are we quiet? We need to not be disquieted within ourselves. No, we need to share God's word. So if you want to do that and possibly we could Uh, talk about all the scriptures that you guys are sharing. Give your name. Tell me your scriptures. I want to know. You never know if that scripture will give the understanding, the life, the encouragement for your sister. So make sure you go to Anchor Anchor Anchor.fm backslash Chriselle hyphen Epps. There is a spot on that platform. You can leave me questions. You can comment. I will love to see that. Okay, so we're going to move ahead. Top one, and not really in any particular order. It's just that this uh, scripture right here has always been my favorite since the very first time I understood it. And if you ever listen to the interview I had on Benching in the Kitchen with my fellow brother in Christ, podcaster Pablo Acosta, he um, asked me what is my favorite scripture. And I mentioned this. It is Psalms 103. And in its entirety, it has blessed me. And I'm just going to start reading. 
Psalms 103 says, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Mm. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I can't even begin to keep going and going because I'm already excited right now. Just knowing that God satisfies my mouth with good things. He renews me with um, with strength like the eagle. And knowing that what an eagle is able to do is when a storm comes, an eagle is able to rise above the storm and fly through. So when you are troubled, when you are hurting, when life is being very difficult, when loved ones have turned their backs on you, it is amazing to understand that God is able to renew you, renew your youth like the eagles. It's a place of restoration. It's a place where you don't have to feel stuck and stay in. You're able to bless God with everything that is in you, with your thoughts, um, even though they could be corrupt and deceitful. You're not saying all the right things. You're not doing all the right things. Your thoughts could be impure. When you give them to God and you trust God, you are still able to bless God because God will take it. He will keep it. He will renew you. You will soar. You will fly, honey. You will get past this. He has not forgotten you. God knows uh, where you're at. It's really about wanting this, wanting to bless God in this way, understanding that God is bountiful and mercies. He's gracious. Yeah, he knows that you were thinking that thought. Yes, you could have done better, but you didn't. Let's not dwell, okay? Let's not stay in that moment. It's about overcoming. Just because it has repeated itself and you have formed that behavior does not mean you cannot break the cycle. You are able to change, okay? You are able to adapt and change, be transformed, be renewed in your mind. God is able to establish great things in you. And it's truly about desiring that, the will of God in your life. It is about understanding that God is not like you. He is God all by himself. And so he doesn't need any help. You know, he knows exactly what he's doing and he does it well. God is perfect in all his ways and he is eternal. So all of his attributes and his character, his loving kindness, his tender mercies, his faithfulness, and so on, it does not die down. You can't quench it. You can't stop it. You can't do anything to prevent it from happening. God is that great. And so 
when you are making the mind check to say, I have fouled up, messed up, screwed up, and only God is able to heal me and to restore me, then you could say, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You're going to tap into a place you never understood before because you remember what you did and then you think about how far God has brought you. And now you're going from deep unto deep. Now you're transitioning from this one place of settling to excelling in God. And then you could say, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. You could go on and on to know that God will not stop. And so neither should we. We should strive, continue in to serve a God this way. So number two scripture would come from Isaiah 54 and verse 17. And it reads, no weapon formed against you, formed against me, shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, God shall condemn. It says you shall condemn. It's talking God. God shall condemn it. This is the heritage of the service of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. What I love about that scripture is it's actually in the beginning of Isaiah 54, 17. It's titled the perpetual covenant of peace. And it ends in this way. No matter what is grieving you and you have been forsaken, you have been abandoned, God still gives covenant peace. It cannot be broken. Once it is established, it is forever. It is irrevocable. God's covenant is holy. And in this, it will not be removed. His peace will not be removed. You know, Genesis 15, 1 talks about God is your exceedingly great reward. When you understand that all that you need is found in him and you are rest assured in this, in that purpose, you will understand that nothing that has happened or will happen to you will prosper. You can be set up not for failure, but be unbreakable when you move along with God and trusting him, leaning on him, depending fully on him. There will be people who will hurt you with their words and actions. It is inevitable. You've lived this life long enough to know, to see it, to feel it, to know it, to understand that words do hurt. And they could have a lasting effect on you. When you are resolute, when you have made the resolve in your mind to say, nothing that can happen will destroy me. 
because I am built in the hope of Jesus Christ. I am coming along, partnering with God to know that he cares about me. He's going to take care of me. He will take care of these battles. He will fight the fight for me. I don't need to take on all this extra duties on my own, but to be faithful and obey God. That is what I need to do. And there is a heritage. There is what you will receive in God when you are his child, when you know God loves you and he is your reward. When you know that in confidence, no matter what comes your way through words or actions, it will not deter, change, alter the path that God has for you. When you agree with God and say, I'm going to run this race with you, God, no matter what, then you can say, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn, God. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. When you are his daughter, this is your legacy. Yes, it can be very painful when people intentionally or even unknowingly will hurt you. It could really devastate you and leave wounds that are damaging. But beloved sister, I want you to understand this. People will do what they want to do. You can't control it. How you react matters. So You might not always get this right because surely, honey, I do not. But when I purposed it in my mind, um, when I know that there is tension, there is bitterness, there is something going on around me, I can't put my finger, you know, dead on it, but I may have offended someone not knowing or I did something not meaning to, or maybe I was just sick and tired and I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm gonna say what I need to say and how I need to say it. You know, we all make mistakes. But when you seek God in this, okay, know that the goodness of the Lord, what can come out of that moment will not be you doing it. The righteousness comes from God. And when you trust in God to say, you know what, I may have had a part in this, so I need to apologize because it turned out wrong and I don't like the tension. I don't like the pain that it's causing. And I just want to be right in your sight, God. Other people may never forgive you, but that's not what really matters. You always do have the hope that you could reconcile with people and live amongst people of various backgrounds and so on. That is always the hope. But we know as people that doesn't always happen. And if it does or doesn't, that's not what matters. What matters is walking in obedience to God to do your part. 
and let God work everything else out. You will be surprised when you trust him deeply in this way, how things will turn around. And it may take years, months, a day, but either way, God is in control. Give it to God. Maybe there is something you did on purpose and maybe you didn't mean to. Make it right for you when you are aware of it. Give it to God. Try to make amends if possible. And if a behavior still continues, don't react to it. Don't get into this place of, I want to seek revenge. They deserve to be hurt because look at what they're doing to me. You know what, beloved? The peace that God could give you in the midst of it, you'll start to realize, I'm not about that type of life. You know, I'm not about that. I'm vision. I'm purpose. I have responsibility. I am a mother. I am a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. You know, you have roles. You have things you need to uphold. You have business to attend to. And you can't prove yourself to people. You can't make everybody happy. You're stretching yourself too thin. Give it to God and understand that when people come against you and they're doing it intentionally, they want to hurt you, they, you know, just petty. It is what it is at that moment, but it doesn't have to hurt you and harm you. Understand that the weapon against you is not going to prosper when you do it right in God's sight. Every person that wants to gossip about you, tear you down, you know, not allow you to promote yourself and do this and do that, honey, come through. People are judging you. They do it all day, all night. Honey, stop crying about it. It's not worth it. It's stealing from you. It's taken from you. It's alive from the pit of hell. You worry, beloved. You're stressing, overthinking. Calm down, honey. Settle your mind in God. God will handle it. And he'll handle you in the midst of it. I love Jesus. And I pray you get to know him in that way. So God will not remove the challenge per se, because he's equipping you and and showing you, but he will heal you. And when it comes against you, it's not going to prosper. Let it be what it need to be. Honey, rise above because God is your great reward. We better move on because I could stay in the word of God forever. Okay. So Romans chapter six, excuse me, 8 through 11 says this. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead, indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Love, love, love. 
beloved, when you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, believe in him, live with him, understand this. God did not... Back. Jesus Christ did not... The Son of God, uh, the triune, there is God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and those entities are one. But I want to say this. Jesus Christ, he died for us while we were in our sins. Understand this, beloved sister. He only needed to do that one time. That's the power. Jesus Christ did not have to go back on the cross again as if his life had no effect. He was the blameless Lamb of God, the Son of God, the perfect one, fully God, fully man, died for us. So without getting so, so deep, because I don't want you to, you know, just back away and get into some other things, I want you to understand the main point of this scripture. Because to understand God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, it is from Genesis through Revelation, there's so much meat. And we could get into that more, but I want you to understand this piece. Jesus Christ only needed to die one time. Sin has no control, has no power, has no dominion over Jesus Christ. So hold to what you got. Us women who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for your sins, and that he rose with all power on the third day. He is alive and well. He is sitting at the right hand in all authority of the throne of God. He is always praying for us. Know that, own it, receive it. When you do, understand this piece. When you have accepted, sin does not have the dominion over you either when you are a daughter of the Most High God. But listen to me and understand this. You got to reckon yourself to this because we commit sins, but the sin is the thing that we don't have to be enslaved to. It doesn't have to control you. If you're allowing it to, and you're not repenting, you're not confessing your sins to God, you don't have that deep grief, remorse to want to turn from it, want to not allow it to continue to happen in your life over and over and over again, but you're staying in it, you are a slave to it then. But you're not realizing in your spirit, you're not connecting to the Holy Spirit, you're not studying the word, you're not praying to understand that it does not have dominion over you. It doesn't. Not when you're in Christ Jesus, but you have allowed the sin to take root in you to keep doing it over and over, but it doesn't have to. You, God wants you to rather be slave to him because that's where life is. 
that's where substance is. That's where the key is. But we have allowed it to be where we have allowed sin to stay, to dwell, to uh, set up camp. You know, it has its room in you. It's invested, you know, and we need to break that. So that's why it's important to always pray for forgiveness of sins, to be aware and ask. I want to be sensitive. I want to know what that thing is. I don't want it to control me. I don't want it to have powers over me. I want it to be broken in my life. Because if you continue on in verse 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law. You're not under this world system. You're under grace. Grace is by grace. Your faith, believing in God, is the grace of God that you're saved. It's not you doing a tradition and being legalistic, excuse me, that you have to feel like I have to repeat this and have a rosemary beads. And if you worship this and do this and that, all these acts, hoops and hollering and carrying on, honey, that is not what uh, breaking sin is. It is having remorse. It is turning away. It's agreeing with God. It doesn't have to control you. It doesn't not have power, dominion over you. When you really understand that, then you know change is in sight. You know, it's near you. It's right there when you reach out to God for that. And you could pray God, Romans 6, 8 through 14 says this, that you died once and for all. And uh, sin has no dominion over you. And I, who am alive in you because I have received you, sin doesn't have to have dominion over me either. So I want to confess this when I have been adulterous, when I have poured around in my heart and I have sought after other things and not you. When I have allowed the anger to consume me so much, I acted on it. When I, you know, did this thing that was not pleasing, did this thing and I knew it was wrong, but still, still continued in it. It doesn't have to have dominion over me. So if that is my prayer, God, help me. Teach me, show me, amen. So, uh, going on in number four, Psalms 9 1 through 2, it says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. I like that scripture because even in doing this podcast and doing these episodes, that is really what I desire to do. I want to praise God with everything in me. I want it to be the whole part of who I am because I want to tell people, women, of all his marvelous works, all the greatness the majesty, the splendor, the power, the love of God. I can't keep it to myself. I want to share it and I want to be glad about it. 
you know, not just doing it out of a ritual, um, but I really want to be rejoicing in the word of God. So when I share it, it's coming from a place that is real to me. Um, And I know every one of us, we have our days, our ups and our downs. I've had them. I've had them doing these podcasts, but it's the pressing, it's the trusting, it's the knowing who God is that always wins. And um, that is what I want to hold on to and tell the story. Okay. And so lastly, let's end it on this because we are going on a half hour, I'm sure. So number five, the final scripture is another Psalms, and that is Psalms 33 through five. And it says, oh Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I shall, excuse me, that I should not go down to the pit. Excuse me. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So I want to end it with this. If you have listened to a previous episode or know me at all, then you understand um, the weight of depression that it has had in my life. And because of that, I was suicidal at one point. And well, more than once, unfortunately, um, in that state of which I was in, but glory to God, he brought me out of the grave and he kept me alive. Uh, That is why the scripture is so important to me, because even though I should have gone down to the pit, felt like I needed to, wanted to so bad, God kept me. That is why the scripture means so much to me. And that's why I'm ending it with that. Because in the midst of all that, um, I, I knew God was angry with me, you know, um, how I diminished his character and thinking that he wasn't able to do great in my life and turn things around. I wanted to be reunited with him in a different way on my own terms. And I I prayed, I'm grateful, God intervened, intervened. (laughs) I can't talk today, I am so sorry ladies. But God came in, okay? God came in and I'm excited about that. I'm a living testimony of it. When you allow God to come in, God does not keep anger towards us. He knows. He understands. He understands the weight, the heaviness. He he gets it, okay? Don't think God is so disconnected from you that he doesn't understand. He does. He wants to work on your behalf. He wants to be in a relationship with you. When you are open enough to allow it to be so, God is right there. And so it ends with weeping may endure for a night. That pain is happening right now. It has happened for weeks, months, years, possibly. That is just a temporary thing. Trust and believe you're going to rise like that eagle, beloved, above the storm. You're going to soar. You're going to fly. You will get through it because joy always comes in the morning. Season in life, you have your valley experience, you have your mountaintop, highs and lows. It's not always going to be 
like a bipolar experience, you know, always high, always low, up and down like that. Um, But you're going to have those times. And what I want you to understand that praise him, bless God, know God, trust God when you're low, have that same energy when you're high. Keep the momentum because you will get stronger day by day. You will get and achieve that release that you'd so desperately need. So beloved, those are my scripture countdowns. Pray it was meaningful to you. Pray it helps. Like I said, please share in the description box. I will have where you can comment, share, like, follow, uh, have questions. Please, please do. I would love to hear from you. Love to hear your scriptures. I'm on these listening platforms that I will list also. You can subscribe, follow, like, all that great stuff. Thank you so much. What are you created for, woman of God? Woman who is about to know God, that is my prayer for you. You are created to live out the scripture. Believe it, receive it, apply it, don't deny it. All right, take care of yourself and better yet, let's take care of each other. God bless you.